0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Thank you, thank you. Hey, church. Thanks, team. Appreciate you guys. Such an awesome job. You guys ready? Yeah, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm ready to receive... Come on, I didn't hear many people say that actually. Say it again, I'm ready to receive. receive. Right, turn to your other neighbor and say get off Instagram. Oh, it's serious. (laughs) Hey, uh, my name is Mark, as Pastor Bruce just said, I get the privilege of leading our young adults here at Metro Church and uh, being a part of uh, the life of Metro Church for many number of years and it's my privilege to be speaking to you this evening. We've been doing a series called Build Again, a series that's really, one, impacted my life and... Um, I'm sure many of your lives. And so if you want to hear some of the messages, uh, go to YouTube and check out messages from Pastor Bruce and Pastor Jeff alike, and even Pastor Michael Battersby this morning. I feel like he glanced at my notes, Pastor Bruce. Uh, I was looking, I was listening to that, I was like, sounds very similar to what I have down in my notes but uh, uh very good message this morning as well so why don't you go check that out It'd be fantastic but we're talking about uh, yeah again series called build again uh, this evening I'd love to share about something that's been something that God's been speaking to me about uh, and that is walking through disappointment walking through disappointment if you' like a title for your message uh, and you like taking notes I encourage you do uh, the title is walking through disappointment shall we pray Father God, I thank you for everything that you're doing tonight. I pray that each heart is blessed, Lord Jesus. I pray that through the words that I speak, Father, let them be from you and you alone. I pray that lives are changed and impacted and transformed. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, amen. Hey, uh, why don't we turn to Genesis? We're going to be reading a little bit from the Bible. I hope that's okay. You're in church, so I hope that's okay. Uh, so Genesis thirty-seven, uh, Genesis thirty-seven. Uh, we're going to be uh, exploring the story of Joseph, or Joseph the Dreamer. Uh, people that have been in church for a while, you may know him as Joseph, uh, and the colourful coat. Uh, maybe reading a little books uh, about him in you know in in Sunday school and that sort of thing, and so. I really love the story of Joseph, and so we're going to be unpacking that this evening. And so, Genesis 37, verses uh, 5 to 11. And so, I might actually start at verse 3, if that's alright. Joseph was the youngest son of, uh, of 12, and uh, so let's pick up in verse 3, actually. And then verse 5 will come up on the screen for you. Uh, so, now Israel, who is, who is Jacob, uh, God named him Israel, loved Joseph more than any of his other sons. Because he was born to him in his old age. He made him an ornate robe. he made an ornate robe for him, so a colorful robe. Um, verse four, his brothers saw that uh, their father loved him more than any of them, and they hated him and could not speak any kind word to him. Verse five, this is what we pick up. Joseph had a dream. When he told his brothers, they hated him, all of them all. He said to them, "Listen, I had a dream, uh, listen to the dream I had." We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field, and suddenly my sheave rose upright while your sheaves are gathered around mine and bowed down. <laughs> Verse 8. The, the audacity just even say that dream out loud, being the youngest child, right? Like, come on. Uh, his brother said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of, the dream, because of his dream and what he had said. Now you think at this point, You'd learn your lesson as the youngest child. But as the youngest child, uh, they don't tend to learn their lessons quickly. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Gabby. Uh, uh, First night, first night says this. uh, Then he had another dream and he told his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun, moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Now the story of Joseph goes on. Uh, For a few chapters actually, so it goes through uh, 37, 38, uh, 39, 40, 41 to 42. I encourage you to read that, I don't have time this evening to explore the whole story. So we're going to take a little bit of a shortcut and we're going to go the Michael version of events. So stay with me, if you'd like to read the story for yourself, do uh, explore those chapters. And actually do dig in because there's a lot in there that you could... Uh, learn from. And so Joseph at 17, right, soon after he tells his dreams, the audacity to say the second dream I think isn't crazy as well. But straight after this, what happens is because his siblings already despise him because he's loved, he gets this fancy robe and he's loved by his father, uh, they actually plot uh, to want to kill him. But and what happens is uh, instead of killing him, they actually uh, sell him to slaves. And they're on their way to Egypt. And so he gets on his way and goes to Egypt. So he gets sold. Like, imagine that. Your family hates you so much that you're like, I'm selling you. Like, that's enough. We've had enough of you, right? Uh, and so he gets sold. Like, you're like, what just happened? Like, I just had a dream from God, two dreams saying that people bow down to me. And then you're like, actually, nah, I am going to get sold. That has to be sad. He gets thrown in a pit and then gets sold, right? And now after he gets sold, he then, uh, he then goes uh, and gets sold again to a guy named um, Potiphar, who is the captain, of, uh, captain in the ranks of Pharaoh, right, in Egypt. And so he finds favor with Potiphar, right? And he, Potiphar puts him in charge of all his belongings and things. And you think, okay, maybe right now things are looking up. Yeah, nah. That's when Potiphar's wife comes along and goes, hey, how are you doing? Right? And she goes, uh, it says in the Bible, he's actually well built and a handsome man. So if you want an example, you can look at myself. Uh, and, uh, and she chases him down, right? She goes, let's go sleep together. And he goes, uh-uh, honey, no thank you. Don't want to do that, right? And he actually runs away. Unfortunately, he actually gets blamed because he gets. Uh, Potiphar's wife says that he was actually trying to get. Uh, try and sleep with her, and Potiphar finding this out puts him in jail. You're like, God, what just happened? First, I'm hated by my brothers, then I get sold, then I get sold again to Potiphar. Maybe things look good. Then, for my good, for me doing good and actually not sleeping with anyone, I am now. Accused and put in prison. Disappointment after disappointment. So he's in jail. The story doesn't end there. Uh, he meets two people. okay He meets the cupbearer and the baker. right? So the cupbearer and the baker, they have both have dreams. Uh, they're in the jail cell together. and uh, they wake up next morning and say, we need someone to interpret our dream because we're terrified. And so, Joseph goes, I know a little bit something about dreams. I have dreams myself. And so, he interprets those dreams. And they do come true. One, unfortunately, gets executed and one gets set free. That's really important. We'll come back to that in a second. But what happens after that? Two and a half years later, right? So, this happened. He set one of the guys free. And um, and two and a half years later, Pharaoh has a dream. And... The cupbearer being the cupbearer goes, I know who can interpret dreams. A guy named Joseph in prison. And he gets Joseph out and he says, "Uh, can you interpret, interpret this dream for me? Joseph says, I can't, but my father in heaven can surely give you an answer. That's really important too. We'll come back to that in a second. After that, what happens is he interprets that they'll have seven years of harvest and seven years of drought. And so the Pharaoh says to Joseph, okay, you know what? I'm going to put you in charge of storing as much as we can in the seven years of harvest so that we'll be well off in the seven years of drought. So you're like, cool, here we go. Maybe things are looking good. I am now second in charge of Egypt. That's not too bad. Uh, Years later, when seven years of drought come along, his parents, uh, sorry, Jacob and his brother uh, and uh, Jacob and his sons, the 11 uh, siblings of J- uh, Joseph, uh, come along to Egypt and to receive food because they were also in drought. And finally, right, the dream comes true. Guess how many years that was? 22 years. At the age of 17, he had his first dream and then his second dream. But it took 22 years before the dream came to pass. Highs and lows, disappointment after disappointment. It was the biggest roller coaster ride they can think of, but 22 years before the dream came true. Now, Joseph could have given up at any single one of those moments. Any single one of those moments were big moments in his life where he could have said, Nope, I am done. That's it. My brothers hate me. He could have given up right there, right? When he gets put in the pit. He could have given up right there. But he says, no, okay, I'll keep going. When he gets put in jail, you'd think that's the end, right? Like, I'm in jail. I've been just accused of trying to sleep with someone. That's it. My life's over. But no, he trusts God again. And then he sees other people's dream come to pass. But it takes two and a half years before his even starts to begin, right? What you do... What you do after disappointment will either elevate you to your next or keep you in your past. Yeah? Because what it does is if we stay focused on disappointment, say this is our past, we start just going, God, hey, come on. Like you left me at the you left me at the pit. You left me where I don't even belong, or my brothers hate me. All of this, right? And we're all focused on the past. Your disappointment will keep you in the past. What you do after that will either elevate you or keep you there. Yeah? Galatians 9, verse, uh, sorry, chapter 6 to 9 says, let us, grow, not, let us not grow weary of doing good, for due season we will reap if we do not give up. A lot of things will happen. A lot of things will happen when disappointment strikes and we're, you know, we're facing uh, things like, you know, maybe you wanted that promotion in the job or maybe you wanted a relationship to work out. Maybe you wanted things to happen that just didn't. And I just want to talk about some of the lies before we talk about some of the points that I think will help us really navigate when we're walking through disappointment. Some of the lies are things like this. We start asking our questions like, is this what God has planned for me? I don't know about you, but I feel like that's the first thing I ask. I'm like, really? Again? Like, I feel like I've been here before. Like, can you imagine how many times Joseph would have asked that question to himself? Like, he was first hated by his brothers, then put in a pit. And he's like, years later, I'm in a jail cell again. Like, it's happened all over again. Like, and so that's, is this what you wanted for me, God? Am I good enough? That's a, that's a common one, right? When we fail at something, am I really good enough? Am I capable? Am I strong enough to get through what is in front of me? And that's some of the lies. And, so, and then and this one here is one of the things that come up as well. It says, uh, did God really say? That's common, isn't it? Did God really say? That's one of the lies after disappointment. Maybe we play the blame game. You know, they did it, Michael. They did it. No, it was their fault. You know, the boss wasn't good enough. He didn't make the right decision or, you know, (laughs) maybe after you've been rejected, you're like, she wasn't good enough anyway, right? Come on. Can I be honest here? Are we being honest this evening? Like we have, we, we tend to play the blame game and say all those things. Or maybe you've had this thought. I thought I'd be further along in life than I am. Can you imagine what Joseph was thinking in the moment where he was in the pit, where he was in the jail cell? It was like, God, you gave me a dream. I thought I'd be further along in life than I am. And sometimes disappointment leads to fear. Fear will stop you from picking up the vision or the call in your life ever again. You'll say things like, I tried my best, but it didn't work. What makes you think this time will be any different? Disappointment will make you question everything, but clear vision will sustain you through every season. Joseph had clear vision. You see that throughout his story that he put his trust in God. He did not let go of what God had planned for him. So I've got a few points that I think will hopefully help us navigate a season of disappointment or a moment of disappointment, hopefully walk out well and in a right direction. Are we ready? We've got five points. Don't be long. Great. Point number one: acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. First thing we need to do is actually really acknowledge that we're in pain. That you know what? This moment it hurts. And it hurts for me. Sometimes as Christian, we can walk around going, it's all good. No worries, God's got it, right? And, you know, what's the verse that uh, people say? is like, all things work together for good, for those that trust the God. That's the worst thing you want to hear when you're just going through pain, right? You know it's true. I'm not denying the fact that it's true. But in the moment, that's the last thing you want to hear because you're in pain and you're hurting. And so the first thing for us to do is actually acknowledge it. If we go to John eleven thirty four 34 to 35, so John eleven thirty four, 34. This is Jesus when he was on his way to Uh, to meet Lazarus. Lazarus just had passed away four days ago, and he was on his way. Um, And they called Jesus over because they wanted a miracle to happen, but it's already been four days, so everyone's weeping, everyone's in pain and hurting. And we pick up in verse 34. Jesus says to them, Where have you put him? He asked. Come, Lord, they answered. And verse 35, which is really cool, has two words in it. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. You see, we know the story. We know what happens next. We, we're not oblivious to that. We know that Lazarus is going to raise from the dead. And so did Jesus. He was fully man but fully God. So he knew. But in the moment, he acknowledges the pain. He acknowledges the hurt. Right. A process for us to actually hear, we need to acknowledge what's hurting we need to acknowledge that it actually does hurt. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing, but it's okay. Jesus, again, does it. If you go to Luke 22, verse 42, it says, Father, and this is just before he goes to the cross, it says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not, willing, yet my, yet not my will, but yours. I'll read that again. Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. So he's saying, God, take this from me, but yet not my will, but yours be done. He acknowledges the pain. He acknowledges that it actually does hurt. This weight of the world that he's about to just take on, it hurts. And he acknowledges it. So the first thing we need to do is acknowledge that it does hurt. You know, whether it be a trusted friend or a pastor or a leader or someone in your life, I encourage you to go to speak to someone about it and actually share your pain, right? That's what community is there for. They're not just there for the good times or the good loves or banter or whatever, right? We're here for the times where he does hurt as well. So I encourage you, not, don't go around telling the whole world. That's not what it's about. But we're telling a trusted friend so that we can work through the pain. So point number one is acknowledge it. Then debrief, right? Th- then debrief and plan your next. Don't stay in a season of hurt or a moment of hurt. Or cause that will cause resentment and you know hurt and more pain and more hurt. But acknowledge that it does hurt, then debrief and plan your next. Alright. Point number one, acknowledge it. Point number two, trust God and trust the plan He has for you. If we go to Proverbs three, verse five, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Trust God. It's so hard sometimes to trust God. I love what it says in, um, I don't think this will be up there for you, but Genesis 41 verse 16, this is when Joseph uh, gets called to Pharaoh. Uh, and he says, Pharaoh says to him, sorry, in 15, it says, uh, I've had a dream, but no one can interpret it. But I've heard, that, I've heard it said that you can hear when a dream, and you can interpret the dream. In verse 16, this is the important part. I can't do it. Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. You know what that signifies? That signifies trust in God. That signifies, that he knows that he still, now like we can clearly see that Joseph still trusts in God. Even after all those years, after all the roller coaster rides, the moment where Pharaoh asks him, he says, I can't, but my father can. And that signifies trust. So trust in God and the plan that he has for you. Sometimes we, uh, you know, this is a question for you guys is, do we only trust God with the amount we get from him? Do we only trust God with the amount we get from him? Or do we trust God through every season, every moment? I was listening to a podcast, um, I'm trying to think of a name, Christine Christine Kane, I think Pastor Christine Kane, and uh, I think she was talking about relationships, and uh, it was a really good podcast. If you want to know about it, just let me know after. Uh, But she said this one thing, which I hope will stick with me for the rest of my life. She said, if you go and she's talking about relationships and, um, you know, single people and all that sort of stuff, and she said, if you go and get what God wants to add, you'll spend your whole life trying to keep what you got when Jesus adds it his grace keeps it in your life so often when we go through disappointment in relationships or you know moments of friendships and that sort of thing we go and get it like we lower our standards maybe and you know we lower our expectations and we go and try and get that satisfaction of being with someone that we forget that God actually wants to add that to our life and we don't have to go and get it because when we go and get it We'll try and we'll be keeping it, trying to keep it for the rest of our life. But if God adds it, His grace will keep it. Yeah. Point two: trust God and trust the plan He has for you. Point number three: this is a really good one. Stay focused on stay focused on the vision for your life. It's so easy to lose focus. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. It's I, I love this verse because it, it literally just explains it. It's self-explanatory in that sense where it says, Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. So often we're going through moments of life and maybe you've gone through seasons before and built up resilience. But now you're like... Oh, but I don't want to anymore. You know, um, for this is this is true for me anyway. Uh, at the, in this moment, in this season of the pandemic and everything that's going on, I I've realised that I may have used the pandemic as somewhat of an excuse to say no to things, and uh, and things like you know maybe ministry things or, or work things and that sort of thing where I've said you know what I've been through this season before. It's tough, but maybe i don't want to anymore and i've asked that question and i'm i'm wondering whether you've asked that question before and that's due to lack of vision in your life because where there is no vision people perish where, where there is no revelation people cast off restraint but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction don't make your level of commitment equal to your outcomes Don't make your level of commitment equal to your outcomes. Stay focused on vision, not outcomes. Because the outcomes will will fluctuate, right? We'll go through roller coasters wherever you are, ministry, out in the world, doing jobs or whatever. You will always have highs and lows. Don't make it about outcomes, but stay focused on vision. Disappointment will make you question everything but clear vision will sustain you through every season. Point number four. Be content in the season you're in. See, content here, I've looked this up in Google, it says, as a state of peaceful happiness. Proverbs 4.30 says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots to the bones. It's so easy for us to... One, not be content. And maybe Joseph felt that way at some point because he saw other people's vision or other people's dreams come to pass, right? We talked about those two prisoners that were with him. And in that moment, he saw saw their dreams come first. He saw their dreams actually been accomplished and he's still waiting on his. And maybe that's you this evening. Maybe you're going through a time where you're like, Michael, I'm seeing other people's dreams come true. I'm seeing other people get married, get engaged, and having kids, whatever, right? I thought I'd be there. I thought... I thought that would be me. I thought that would be me. A heart at peace gives life to the body but envy. To the bones. God has a plan for you. Regardless of what you're going through and where you're at, God still loves you. God still knows exactly who you are. He knows you by name. He's designed you for a purpose and plan in your life. Yes, it is hard when you see others accomplish things that you thought you'd be there to. But be content in the season you're in. Be content in the season that you are in. Last one here. Keep going. Pretty simple. Keep going. It's so easy for us to give up and lose faith and and maybe not have as much faith as we did before. But will you keep going? Psalms 42 verse 11 says this. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For yet for, for I will yet praise him. My Savior, my God. See, David is going through obviously pain. He's saying, you know, my why my soul are you downcast? Maybe you're saying that this evening. Why my soul are you downcast? But then he shifts perspective here and he says, Put your hope in God, for yet I will praise Him, my Saviour, my God. And Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know that plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm. Plans to give you hope and a future. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of Seth. Psalms 23. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rock and your staff, they comfort me. Will you trust God this evening? Will you give your life to the Father that that never lets you down, that never leaves, never forsakes? Even though sometimes we may feel like He does, He's always by our side. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose for you. Will you trust in Him this evening? Last verse, and I'm going to end with this, is Colossians Three twenty-three. Whatever you do, work it at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will get, you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. I think that verse kind of changed my perspective on everything, (laughs) in the sense that now. I was going through a time where I, I, I wanted I wanted a job promotion and that was something that was, you know, I guess, dear to my heart. But unfortunately, I didn't get it. And I could have taken part in the office, you know, the antics in the sense that, you know, everyone talks about it and, you know, who got it, who didn't, you know, whatever. And for a moment there, I thought that's exactly what I wanted to do. But I read this verse that night. And <laughs> it changed my whole perspective. Because, you know, you in the moment of disappointment, you could say things like, you know what, doesn't matter anymore, right? I can go to work, do whatever I want. In the sense that no one's watching anyway. They're not going to appreciate what I'm doing or anything like that. And maybe it's a different scenario. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's something that you wanted to work out and it just didn't. you read that verse to yourself and go everything i do i do as if i'm doing for god and that will change your whole perspective because it's no longer about what anyone says it's no longer about what people think about me it's no longer about any of those things it's about what jesus thinks about me you're now serving directly the Master, you're now serving directly the King of Kings. You're now being content in who the Father is. You're not being content in what the world is saying. You're not you're not losing vision because your focus your focus is Him. And this evening, I want to ask a question: Do you, do you know Him? Do you know the Father that I'm talking about? Do you know this guy named Jesus? He's changed my life. And I'm sure he'll change yours if you accept him. And I want to give you that opportunity this evening. So with every head bowed, every eye closed. It's as simple as this. I'm just gonna ask you to raise your hand if you wanna if you wanna receive Jesus into your life and you say, Michael, that's me. I've never done that before. I wanna receive God. This is my moment, this is my time, right here, right now. It's as simple as putting your hand up no one else is looking around it's just me so if that's you this evening in the count of three why don't you put your hand up one two three awesome I see that hand awesome awesome I see that hand yep see that hand in the front as well awesome so good so good I look around one more time Awesome. I see you, man. So good. Cool. We're going to pray. And everyone here is going to pray this prayer after me. Repeat after me. Father God, I receive you into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Renew my heart. Cleanse me of my sin. And make me brand new. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't we give everyone a hand. I receive Jesus. So good. You've just made the best decision of your life. I'd love to do one more thing and we're just about to share communion together. Um, But there's this cool thing that we've started here at Metro Church. It's been running for a few years. It's called uh, Say Yes to Jesus. Uh, and it's it's been such a phenomenal thing honestly it's such a simple idea but so phenomenal in the reach and everything that it does so if you said that yes this evening or maybe you didn't say yes maybe you're going michael i'm i'm not ready yet that's okay we've got this number it's uh if you said yes this evening or you want to say, maybe, you know what, I'm going to think about it, maybe say yes later on. That's okay. We've had messages at, what, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., right? So all you need to do is text Y-E-S to this number if you're in Australia. If you're not in Australia, you're joining us online. Thank you for being here. And we've got just the thing for you. You can visit the website yes.metrochurch.org.au. Same sort of thing. you will just put your email address in. The next morning, what will happen, whether you texted it in or put your email address in, is that you'll get a simple message on the phone and it will give you a verse and a scripture for the day and a bit of an encouragement to start you on the journey of knowing Jesus. It's so simple, so easy. So I encourage you, take this number down. It's on the screen uh, or the website and you can put your email address in. And you can begin a journey with the Father, with the King. Amen. It's so cool. Why don't we give everyone a hand again? I think that's just awesome. Awesome, awesome. So cool. Hey, uh, one last thing we'd love to do here. Um, share communion. So ushers, if you want to come along uh, and uh, serve the elements, this is something we do here. Thanks, Sebastian. appreciate it. Uh, At Metro Church once a month. But it doesn't have to be once a month. You can literally do this. Every day, Actually, it's encouraged that you do it every day. Because what we're doing is remembering who Jesus is. Uh, one simple verse uh, in Luke 22, 19 to 20, it says, And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to him, saying, This is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is my This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So as we take these elements, I pray that you remember the Father. I pray that you remember the King. I pray that you remember the Healer, the Anointed One, the One that will save you, the one that will be with you through every single season. So if you are going through disappointment, if you are going through pain, if you are going through, you know, you're saying, Michael, I've been praying for this miracle all my life, but it still hasn't happened. I've seen others get it, but I still haven't gotten it. Or I see others get this job, but I still haven't got it. Why don't you remember the Saviour tonight? Why don't you remind yourself of the King that you serve and that you said yes to? Remind yourself that He is King. He is still a good God. He is still Jara. He is still enough for us. So church, why don't we stand? Awesome. I'm going to pray and then we're going to receive this. Father God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you shed your blood and you died for us and your body that was broken so that we could be made whole. Your blood that was shed so that we could be made clean. We thank you for who you are and what you're doing through each one of our lives. Let us be reminded that you will never leave and not forsake us, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your goodness and your grace. In Jesus' name, let's take an eat. Thank you. to do one last thing. Um, I'm going to be at the front here. Uh, I believe that God wants to just to speak to each heart. And so if, if you require prayer this evening, uh, I'm going to be just out the front. Why don't you come out? Maybe you've been disappointed in this season and you know what? You're, you're finding it hard to struggle. You're finding it hard to trust God. Why don't you come out to the front? I'm going to pray. The team are going to lead us in one song. We're only going to do this for a few minutes. So if that's you this evening, why don't you come out uh, and receive some prayer. Receive what God is going to say to your life. And so I'm going to be out here for a few minutes. The team's going to lead us in this awesome song. But why don't we lean in? Come on. Father, we will be content in every season, Lord Jesus. We will trust you. We know that you are enough for us, Lord Jesus. We pray over each and every single person here, Father. Whether they may be going through disappointment or a season or it's hurts, Father, we pray a blessing over them, Lord Jesus. We pray peace. We pray prosperity. We pray that vision will be instilled in each and every single heart, Father. I pray that you are the one that we focus on. You are the one that that we lean into Lord Jesus that yes we are already loved, we are already chosen, we know who we are and we know what you've spoken the promise is never failing, the promise is never gone, the dream will still come true, your name be exalted, your name be lifted up Lord Jesus we are already loved already chosen Lord Jesus we thank you for that
1: I'm already chosen. I know who I am. I know what you're supposed
0: enough. That is enough. Church, I pray that you're encouraged. I pray that you're blessed this evening. I pray that you take at least one point uh, into your world. And I pray that you change lives around your life and you change the people around you. And I pray that your life is transformed this evening. Uh, If you need a prayer for miracles or anything like that, Tim will be out here at the front believing and praying for you but why don't you go out this week enjoy it be blessed stay focused on jesus amen stay focused on the king of kings the lord of lords and stay blessed uh people online pastor bruce is just about to join you in ministry time and pray for your needs so thank you church and we'll see you next week amen